Josh Bertaccini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. It's time for the real NWA JP. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JP. Okay, all right, it's all about the little things. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at therealnwajp.com. You were man on fire last night on the post game. Your boy is back. I'm back! This is primetime television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. Well, happy Monday to you. And we are into December full blast with our first full week of the month. Doesn't feel like December per se as the temperatures continue to linger somewhere in the upper 50s, low 60s. I'll take that. Let's linger right around here all we can. Let's make it feel it's a little mild this winter. I don't think they've gotten a ton of snow from what I can gather from the folks back in the Northeast. I don't think they've gotten a lot of snow yet either. Uh, Maybe it's going to be a really... Easy winner on everyone, maybe. Fingers crossed. How was that college football playoff selection show last night? Was that easy on you? Or are you a little bit up in arms today? If you are, I understand. You got four teams into the field and an argument to be made that perhaps the committee once again got it wrong. I think that's not a terrible place to start. This idea that the committee, oh, how dare they get it wrong? How dare they be hypocritical? College football, all about politics? No, say it ain't so. This is sports, my friends. They're going to get it right. No, there's always going to be something wrong. Also, let's be honest, when you're trying to fit a square peg into a round hole, usually it doesn't fit. You had six teams who were deserving of being in the college football playoff this year. I don't think there's really any question about that. Six teams deserve to be there. I don't know if I go further than six, but the four who made it, and we're talking Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama, who ended Georgia's 29-game three-season win streak with a 27-24 W in the SEC championship game in Atlanta on Saturday afternoon. That was a pretty entertaining football game. But those are your four. Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Bama. And here we are just a few minutes in the conversation here. Shortly past 7 o'clock on a Monday morning here. 4th of December, 2023. Happy holidays to you. It's not too early to say that. We're in that Christmas swing, right? We got Hanukkah and Kwanzaa around the corner. I don't care if you're if you're you know a holiday person at all. Just be nice. It's a good time of year to try being nicer and kinder to your fellow human beings. Because let me tell you, this life of ours, though it is incredible and what a ride, it ain't easy. Nobody said it would be easy. Back to the college football playoff committee. They did not have an easy task in front of them. I think you knew if you were paying attention. By the time you got to, I don't know, Saturday evening, six, seven o'clock, that the college football playoff committee had a red hot mess on its hands. 
with Georgia losing the number one ranked team heading into the final conference championship weekend of the year with Georgia losing, how far did you drop them? Well, the answer was all the way out of the top four. And when things are that hotly contested at the top, I get it. Now you're going to have the folks making the SEC argument, SEC, SEC. We see that every week. I get that argument, but at the end of the day, you're supposed to earn your, your way into the playoff. It's not supposed to be about a, you know, a, Shrug of the shoulder and a pump of the fist. And my goodness, they got it wrong again. What do you think the NCAA tournament is? What is the basketball tournament that we love so much every year? What is that? That's mass chaos. Do you think we necessarily get the best two teams at the end? I would say 95% of the time you don't. And I'd say really when you look at the brackets going in, oftentimes you can see a one and a two seed we should be matched up against each other on opposite sides of the bracket, potentially playing for the title. So this idea that some selection committee has to get it exactly right. I don't know where that comes from. Nothing in life is perfect. That's an ideal. That's not a reality. When you, when you think about the diversity of the four teams that are in, don't you kind of like it? Like Michigan's the team everyone loves to hate. Unless you're up there in the Great White North in Ann Arbor, where again, I don't think they're getting any snow right now. Get me all worried about the snow. My goodness. Um, it's just Christmassy. When I think snow, I think Christmas. It's just, you know, that was part of the deal for a long time. Anyway, Michigan. Can't really hate on that. You need a villain in the final four. Texas down south. I mean, they deserved it this year. They did. And eviscerated Oklahoma State. In the Big 12 championship game, I obviously watched all the conference title games this weekend for job purposes, of course, only now I'm a sports nerd. I I would do this even if I hadn't done this for a living for 25 years. Uh, I'm obsessed with this stuff. So Texas was the most impressive team this weekend in the conference championship games. Just taking Oklahoma State stores off. You say what you want about state not having a defense and they don't. But Texas was ready to go and in attack mode from the jump. And they played great football and beat Bama this year early on, which loomed large. Bama got better and better as the season went on. Sure, they got fortunate late against Auburn, but if you call that more fortunate or more, Milrose just a heck of a player. And Bama made an incredible catch. That was was the play of the year so far is what that was in fourth and 30 to beat Auburn. So Bama, you know, beats Georgia, takes down the Goliath. They deserve to be there. I don't really see how you have beef with the final four. You don't want Washington in there. They went two and zero against Oregon. Oregon cracked up to be so good. I told you going in the lock of the weekend was Washington outright. I mean, I didn't know for sure that would, that would turn out like that, but did, did, no, I didn't. Okay. That's an exaggeration. The lock of the weekend here was Washington plus nine and a half. All right, it's important. We get that right. Um, I picked Washington outright. I see that here on the spreads. And they won the football game, and that wasn't luck. I mean, Penix is a heck of a player. He's got my Heisman Trophy vote. All this love for Bo Nix, whatever. You can't tell me Washington doesn't deserve to be there, because they do. And if not Washington, who? Florida State? I mean, that's where we are. Question of the day today, which of these four teams is the least deserving of being there? But really, you have two questions to marinate on today because I dropped one on you yesterday afternoon. Rest on a Sunday. Um, What? And watch the Jets like that's relaxing. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Back to the stuff that matters. Oregon can't be there. 
Washington slayed that dragon twice. Florida State looked decreasingly impressive as the year went on and 13 to 6 over Louisville in the grossest of the conference championship games this weekend to win the ACC title. The ACC is just down this year. There's really not another way to look at that. It's a conference that by and large is down. And so it gets back to what I brought up a couple minutes ago here out the gates. Real NWAJB, your boy Josh Bertaccini, Team B Media, Bunkus Studio. Three plus months in, 50,000 listeners in. We're just scratching the surface, y'all. We are just scratching the dang surface. But thank you to each and every one of you for finding a little time for us today, either here live in the morning or later on in the course of the day on your own time. That's how we roll. Washington gets in over Florida State, really, because Florida State unbeaten, but they're playing with a third string quarterback right now. And those of you out there want to argue that that doesn't factor in to the college football playoff committee's decision. You don't understand how this works. So much of this is aesthetic and cosmetic and what's going to get the best ratings. You have to have good matchups on New Year's to get people to watch. Does anybody want to watch Florida State with a third-string quarterback right now? I mean, it's a sport that's all about physicality and brutality. And then when your quarterback gets injured, you can't just ignore it. Your team dynamic has changed. Now, credit to Mike Norrible. What a job he has done there. That's another name we don't go back to too often. Who wanted to be the Arkansas coach four or five years ago. But I digress. Norville's done a phenomenal job. Florida State 13-0. If life was fair, they'd be in the playoff. And next year, when you have 12 teams in, which I've been resistant to really until now, you almost have your best argument right now for an expanded playoff. And forget going to 6 or 8 or 10. Let's just go all the way up to 12 and then see how long we can keep the masses quiet. Because, you know, in a few years, the 13, 14, 15 teams will want to be in too. Just be careful what you wish for. But right now, never has it felt more appropriate to expand the playoff. Like, could you make a one-off exemption to have six teams in this year? Just one time. Have six teams in. That would be awesome. But no, it's not going to happen. So Florida State gets left out the party despite going unbeaten. And I have no problem with that because that team is not the same team I watched all season. And if you watch these conference championship games, it doesn't just fit neatly into some little box for you like it didn't for the committee either. No, no, no. You got to use what your eyeballs are telling you. And your eyeballs tell you Florida State's offense is gross right now. And then there's Georgia. Oh, Georgia. Georgia. I got Georgia on my mind, but I ain't no Ray Charles and Georgia is not going to be a three-time champion. It's kind of a good thing for the sport that Georgia is not going to be that ultimate decider of who the great teams are because they were an also, I don't know, also random. I'm going to stop. They were a just not good enough program for so long. And then they just get it rolling. So you go from zero to a hundred real quick. Now I'm thinking of the Drake song, but you go zero to a hundred real quick. And we're all supposed to just accept it and get out the way. Like Nick Saban was plotting that win on Saturday for years. That man is very deliberate and methodical in how he goes about things. And what a game plan. Um, I love the pressure early in the zone stuff late on defense. You know, he had a big hand in that Milrow with the scrambling. You hadn't seen him really run aggressively for first downs like that in a while. That kid is so fast. What a player he is. What a player 
Jalen Milrow is. And again, the play of the year last week against Auburn in a thrill of an Iron Bowl. So I don't, I'm not going to hold a close Iron Bowl win against Alabama or over Alabama. I think they deserve to be in. And Georgia's slide now, look, Georgia and Florida State will play each other. So they'll have a, a game of teams that don't matter here at the end. Teams that had really good years. And then the winner can be like, we should have been in. And the loser will probably still scream they should have been in. But no, no. So I think they got it right. I don't think you could have put two SEC teams, SEC teams in English in the playoff this year and justified it. I don't think you could have. There were too many good teams out there. And I think from geographic purposes and from advertising and commercial purposes, which my brain is always thinking about because that's the flip side of the coin in the sports universe of ours. And don't I know that here locally? But the fact of the matter is, I think they got it right. Amidst tough circumstances, really the only two schools today have a right to be upset, I guess, a little bit, or Florida State or Georgia. There's not that many. And Georgia, I can't really hear it. And Florida State, I hear it a little bit more, but I don't want to watch you again right now in the playoffs. Yeah, sure, Fiesta Bowl in the also-ran game. I'll watch a little bit of that. But on New Year's, we get two great games. Michigan-Alabama will be unbelievable television. Are you kidding me? Harbaugh versus Saban. But no, this isn't about the matchups. This just should be about the... No, it's about the cash money dollars. Harbaugh versus Saban will be fantastic. And what a game that's going to be. Are we all rooting for Alabama in that game? I think we are. Um, And then Washington and and Texas. I kind of like Washington in that game. They've been underrated all year. Penix is a special player. He gets my Heisman vote. Quinn Ewers, the big Q from Texas. I mean, he deserves some some respect as well. And Sarkeesian's had a heck of a year. That's a matchup that a lot of people are going to enjoy. And it's going to be spun in every direction going in. But the best part of this, then they play the games. Uh, 14 playoff for the last time. Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama. Two questions for you today. Give me a thought. Who least deserved their spot and who most deserved one and didn't get it? We'll throw two at you. Follow, listen, watch, subscribe. You know where to find this thing, hopefully by now, because you found it here live on the Podbean or at our website, thrillandwajb.com. People's postgame shows. Nice to get a weekend off. A little bi-week work for us. Football and basketball Saturdays all year. We're back this Saturday after Arkansas and Oklahoma in Tulsa at the BOK. Everything's going to be okay. Arkansas plays Furman tonight. We'll talk some about that too when we come back. A good mid-major. But uh, Hogs and OU, so we'll throw you a special edition hoops post game here in December before we shut it down for the holidays for a couple weeks on Saturdays. Um, So many fantastic folks who made our football coverage possible this year. And as we segue from the football into the basketball, I hope you keep all these fine folks in mind as you do a little bit of holiday shopping or think about the services that you pay for in your life. These are businesses who uh, support local sports talk. And that says an awful lot about them. It really does. Happy holidays, y'all. Thank you so much for being here. We're going to take our first break of the morning. A little long out the gates, but that's okay. We got a lot to discuss on the real NWAJB. Right back. 
When it's time to feast down with your crew, you gotta go to Golden Corral, a family-friendly buffet chain featuring all-you-can-eat American food. They're open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. every weekday. Weekend starting that delicious breakfast buffet at 7.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. There's not a better location for a restaurant around. Right where Main Drive in Johnson meets College Ave in Fayetteville. GoldenCorral.com online for the full menu. Golden Corral at 4507 North College Ave. Proud sponsor of JB's Arkansas Razorback coverage all season long. Hey folks, this is Matt Reese from Sign Studio. We are Northwest Arkansas's largest sign company and we can be there for any of your signage needs. I am so excited to be a part of JB's Razorback football coverage all season long. He is a Jets fan, but he's actually an okay guy too. When he asked me for help with business card show signs and marketing advice, I was there for him because that's what I do. I help people brand their businesses with the best sign production in Northwest Arkansas. Call me today, Sign Studio, 479-250-4844. When you want to make it a special night, make it a Herman's night. They've got the best baby back ribs in town, and their steak, mm, second to none. Barley, chicken, grilled salmon, you've got to see the menu for yourself. Herman's is located at 2901 North College Ave, right in the heart of Fayetteville. Their staff is super friendly, and their catering game is strong. See them on Instagram, at Herman's Rib House. For a great meal, it's Herman's in Fayetteville. If you don't know, now you know. When it's 5 o'clock, or you just want to blow off some steam, or maybe just see some familiar faces. Folks, I'm talking about Brewskies on Dixon in Fayetteville. It's been my favorite watering hole for a long time, and I think you'll love it too. Brewskies has an awesome array of beverages. They're located in the heart of Razorback land at 408 Dixon Street, and their staff, well, it's top-notch tremendous. Look for food nights from great local chefs as well. Follow on Instagram for more info at Brewskies Draft. Proud sponsor of The Real NWA, JB. When the game is in the books and the crowd heads home, it's time for the People's Post Game Show with JB. Streaming live on the Podbean app and YouTube at The Real NWA JB. 90 minutes of post game reaction to what just happened in your Razorback game. Calls, texts, and social media reaction, plus sound from the Hedgehog himself. It's the People's Post Game Show, 15 minutes after every Razorback game. Live on YouTube and Podbean, a TV media production. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at TheRealNWAJB.com. So good to have you on board as we barrel through... Monday. Tough to get the Mondays going, but we're doing it. We are, what, exactly three weeks away from Christmas here. That's pretty cool. Getting closer by the day. Three weeks from today till Christmas. We got three weeks left to go here. Before we shut it down a little bit more for the holidays for a couple of weeks. But, um, you know, that'll be good. That'll be good. It's been a grind of a year. Hit the ground running on this show in mid-August. Here we are almost four months later, and I'll tell you this much. Y'all have been unbelievably supportive so far. It keeps us going. It's a big part of the fuel for the fire here. So, of course, to the Arkansas Razorbacks, who had themselves a home basketball game tonight. We mentioned that out the gates this morning. Arkansas playing Furman. This game coming up at 7 o'clock this evening at Bud Walton Arena, which was unbelievably electric last time we were in it. When Arkansas knocked off Duke last Wednesday night, court storming and all. 
Furman has been in the NCAA tournaments a couple of times here in recent years. It's a feisty mid-major who played a great game with Princeton uh, down to the wire last time out. Princeton beat him on a three with four seconds left. Just by means of comparison, I'm not going to tell you that. You know, in sports, the theory of relativity even works. But Princeton went into ODU, Old Dominion's gym, and beat that team by 20 in its own house, okay? So Princeton, who went to the Sweet 16 last year, beat ODU by 20. Furman was beating Princeton by two in its gymnasium until a three with four seconds left. So this Furman team is pretty decent. Why do I bring up Old Dominion? Because they, of course, came into Arkansas and beat the Hogs two weeks ago by six. So theory relativity there would tell you to be aware of your opponent tonight. Arkansas, an 11 and a half point home favorite. Hogs have gotten up from the big ones at home and not so much for the other ones so far. Of course, I'll be in the house. So if I see you there, don't be afraid to holla at a player when you see him in the stance. And that's where we're at with that. Arkansas and Furman tonight, as college hoops continues to rev up, the Razorbacks will play Oklahoma on Saturday in Tulsa at the BOK, where I think it's all going to be okay. Hogs and Sooners playing around three. Eric Musselman and Porter Mosier with their fourth. Is it fourth? They were one and one. And the, no, this is their fifth all time matchup. Two and two against each other. But we'll get to that when we get to that. That's where you're at there with the basketball side of things. Football, Cody Kennedy is out. Finally, that one surfacing on Friday, shortly after we got off the airwaves, Sam Pittman escorting his friend, hiring the U-Haul and doing some packing with him. Wifey's toasting each other. Steak dinner's on me, said Sam. And uh, look, it was just a good night for them to hang out, be nostalgic, talk about the old times when the O-line used to do its job and actually block people, but not so much anymore. And so it was time for Cody to go. And Pittman resisted that. Calls for change throughout the year. Said, no, he's a good man. And um, there you go. Good man on to Mississippi State. So you wonder what kind of a deal had to go on behind closed doors between Arkansas and Mississippi State to get them to agree to take him. Because I don't know how you're looking at the season that Arkansas just had on the offensive line. And you're like, yeah, give me that guy. That's who I want to hire as my offensive line coach is that guy. No. No. So, yeah, that's a relief. Isn't that a relief that Cody Kennedy is out the door? I think it is. So bad the last couple of years. And so the Hogs, according to Adam Rittenberg from ESPN, as reported last night, if this is correct, Eric Mateos will be your new OL coach. Hogs going to hire him from Baylor. Can't tell you that I know a lot about him. I'll give you some of the uh, schematics here on the resume. But uh, he's coached 13 NFL players, eight draft picks. Baylor's O-line two years ago led the Big 12 in rushing. 10th best in the country at 219 yards per game. I sure like that part of the resume. They allowed the second fewest sacks in their conference, just over one a game. These are good things. Before going to Baylor, Mateos was at BYU. They've had some big lines. Before that, he was at Southwest Baptist. 
spent time in the coaching staffs at LSU in Texas. I kind of like it. I mean, based on the resume, I don't know anything about him. Grad assistant at Arkansas 10 years ago for a couple of years. So he went to grad school here. I like that. Mateos and I have that in common. A little grad degree from the U of A and worked under Sam Pittman during that time. What's not to like here? This makes sense. So Baylor's O-line coach is in and Cody Kennedy, thank goodness, is out. So, I mean, addition by subtraction, then addition by addition. That's what you have going on there. College football playoff, ton of talk about that out the gates today. Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama. Who's least deserving? And then who should be most disappointed? A couple questions up for you on the social media at the real NWA JB, wherever you want to find it. NFL, Sunday night last night. Green Bay over Kansas City, 27 to 19. Packers win it by eight. Jordan Love, three touchdowns, played his game of the season. Mahomes going Hail Mary at the end. Not quite. Chiefs are eight and four. Now looking a little shaky as far as the home field advantage in the AFC is concerned. Packers, six and six. I don't think they're a playoff team, but Matt LaFleur is clearly coaching his rear end off right now. No question about that. Uh, Baseball, we're into the hot stove. We got a lot of moves being made. Paying attention to that. Monday Night Football tonight. Bengals and Jaguars get together. ABC and ESPN. Jags are much better than Cincinnati with Lawrence and no Burrow, right? Um, Jags a 10-point favorite. We got that going on tonight, 715. I'll be watching Arkansas and Furman. Uh, other stuff that stood out from the NFL yesterday. I mean, the Dolphins are really good. 45 points on the board before they shut it down, blowing out Washington. Niners beat the Eagles 42-19. That was a statement win, I thought. And Chargers Patriots. Did you watch that one like Bobby Swafford did? My goodness. Six nothing Chargers win. We'll talk with B Swaff about the high school football coming up in half an hour. Congratulations to the Purple Dogs. Good for Fayetteville winning its first state championship in seven years since I was calling the games. My goodness. But uh, Fayetteville holds off Bentonville 22 to 16. I did not get to attend that game or watch it, but I heard. It was a really, really fun one. So congrats to both those teams on unbelievable seasons. And as you move it forward into next year, I think you feel like the 7A West has reclaimed its throne for sure on top of the uh, high school football ranks in the 7A here in Arkansas. It's time to take a quick time out. We come back, Bill Bender, Sporting News, awesome college football writer. Get him in the mix. Back to our lead topic of the day. The final four is set in college football. And what the heck do you make of it? Josh Bertaccini in studio, Team B Media Style on the real NWA JB. Happy Monday, y'all. Coming back. On the square in Fayetteville, Hugo's is an institution. A basement burger den with a funky vibe. Great food, casual American eats, and a big-time beer selection as well. Check out Hugo's every day of the week except Sunday. Open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. See their delicious food game online as well in pictures at Hugo's Fayetteville on Instagram. When you want a great meal in an awesome location, it's Hugo's on the square in downtown Fayetteville. Hey! 
Hey guys, it's Brian Small. I'm the owner of Gravity Design Labs, a proud sponsor of JB's new show. When he needed help with his big rebrand, I was the first person he called, and he still talks about my design work every day. Well, the truth is, I can help you with your project too. From high quality graphic design work to branding new businesses or rebranding an existing business to web design, social media, marketing, and more. See my stuff for yourself on Instagram at Gravity Design Labs. And don't be afraid to reach out. I'm a diehard Razorback fan too. Go Hogs! If you need help in a difficult situation, reach out to Mock Legal Solutions. They have a passion for family law, and they will always be in your corner. Listen to their core principles. Affordability, accessibility, convenience, and results. Mock Legal Solutions of Fort Smith. Real advice at a reasonable price. Call or text 479-769-1505. Or email mocklegalsolutions at gmail.com. Folks, thank you so much for making our new program, The Real NWA JB, part of your daily routine already. Live at 7 a.m. every morning, Monday through Friday, for 90 minutes, talking Razorbacks and everything else in the wide world of sports. We do the show live on the Podbean app, and you can too, by using Bluetooth in your car or at home. We work on smart speakers, podcasts available anytime you want, Spotify, Apple, and more. It's The Real NWA JB, there for you, the people. Appreciate you listening. If you can, do us a favor and tell a friend too. Intense party rentals. Whether you're planning a catered affair, corporate event, town festival, wedding, or a banger backyard party, you've come to the right place. Rain or shine, indoors or out. Intense party rentals. Arkansas's finest tent and party rental company. Call us at 479-231-8568 or see our stuff on Instagram at Intense Party Rentals. Ooh, pig suey. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at TheRealNWAJB.com. For Bill Bender 92, joins us now from the Sporting News. Get a little conversation in with him, one of our favorite college football guests out there. Bill, thanks for joining us. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, well, thanks for making it happen today amidst uh, a couple of technical kinks. But here we go. We got a full team playoff that uh, I don't really have a lot of beef with. I, I know it's the popular thing, that, you know, for sports fans to rail and rage against the machine, so to speak. But, Bill, I think they kind of got it right. What's the thought out of you on that as we start? Yeah, I mean, well, in spirit, they got it wrong because you said for the 13 and 18 in there. But mm-hmm. this is the qualifier, right? Like, people that are raised about Florida State, it would, uh, you would know, that same outrage if you watched them getting destroyed by somebody that's in the first. And I know that's an if. You can't tell me that you're not more excited, Michigan, Alabama. And you would be Michigan, Florida State. Like you have to be, right? Uh, the eye test. Florida State just did not pass it lately. It's not their fault, but you're playing with a third string quarterback, Bill. Right. And the offense didn't look good. I feel horrible for Jordan Travis. Like uh, he's become the, the name, right? That, I mean, if he doesn't fracture his ankle, do we have a different opinion? Probably. But I mean, even with Jordan Travis on the field, you think they're beating Alabama? I don't. I, I, I don't. Probably not. Um, 
who has the right to be more upset, Florida State or Georgia? Florida State. Went under, they did what they had to do. I know Georgia did everything up into the Alabama game, but they lost. I mean, that's the consequence of playing in Mason's best conference against Mason's best conference. There were other undefeated teams. Now, if Washington had a loss, and Georgia would have had a strong argument. Had uh, Texas somehow had a loss, another loss in there, yeah, Georgia would have been the other team, and you have the rest of the team. But, man, it's 29 straight wins. There's nothing like for Georgia to hang their head on. They just got beat by the better team on the team. Okay. How about the one of the four teams that you think deserves being in the least? How about that, Bill, that made it? I'll try Alabama. I mean, because they lost the head-to-head. So, uh, so it was really tough. And something that struck me Saturday night was Brandon Meyer on the Big Ten Championship telecast at the end. You can't take Alabama and leave Texas. Texas has to be in for Alabama to be in. And as soon as he said that, it kind of clicked with me. Yeah, they're going to take it. You know what I mean? Like they, they, they eliminated the problem by making it about Florida State, which is probably easier to do than leaving Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. Bill Bender, Sporting News, Bill Bender 92 on the Twitter, the X, whatever you want to call it. Just another couple of minutes. So nice to chat with him about the college football playoff, which dropped yesterday. And it's Michigan versus Alabama and Washington versus Texas. And let's move on to that. I mean, it's a month away, but I think we got two great games here in the semifinals. What do you think? Yeah, I, obviously. I mean, starting with the Rose Bowl, I mean, you can't ask for a better uniform. And both of those teams are going to each other. They have nasty defenses that control the line of scrimmage. Both teams may struggle to get a running game going in that game. I think you're looking at an instant classic, one that will probably be watched as much as the Ohio State Alabama for me. Uh, Washington, Texas, receivers all over the place. That will have the points that Alabama Michigan. So, uh, it's something for everybody. Like, I like a game like Alabama Michigan, probably. And then some will like, like the shootout between Washington and Texas. I will be clear, though, that I didn't like watching the Iowa Michigan because it was. Right. Yeah, that was not a great game to watch at all, kind of like Florida State and Louisville. Um, can't wait for him. Uh, who do you think wins the title? Alabama. Really? Really? Okay. okay. I think Alabama has the most talent. I think they figured out what they have in Jalen Norrell. I think they make practice in a rematch and win. And it's like, I, it's to, you just know the answer to terror. And Alabama's always like, yeah. Yeah. You seem like a know the answers at the end of the test kind of guy, Bill. I feel like that about you. All right, uh, one or two more. I'll let you get on with your day here. Uh, Arkansas, Bobby Petrino back, baby. You knew I was going to ask you for a thought. What do you think? What do you think? I knew it was coming. Uh, you know, good. People make this it's fun. It's it's good. It's it is fun. fun. It is fun. and that kind of stuff. You know, the guy can coach offense. The guy can coach quarterbacks, and that's going to help Arkansas. And obviously, you know, there was this brief moment where Sherman Brief got a little sure. Yeah. Bobby Petrino can change that offense if he can do that. And the problem with, and again, it's 
fun for us journalist types that are on the outside of that bubble. I mean, it's a li- it's a little weird, but sure, why not? Right? Why not? Um, who's your Heisman Trophy winner this year? I can't tell you. I think I, I did my ballot, and we we're like sworn to see. Right, I know. I know. Yeah. Um, He's got my non-vote. He's got my non-vote. He did every again. A guy that did everything he was supposed to do. Won every game. He Oregon twice. Oregon played numbers in particular against ranked opponents. Close. I, without telling you who I voted for, I think those two probably finished one and two, and it might be a little closer than we think. Yeah, I agree. Bill Bender, 92 Sporting News. No days off for this guy. Bill, love you, buddy. Thank you. We'll talk soon, okay? Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me on. All right. Great spot out of him. It always is. Show rolling. And really good to have you on board today as we continue the conversation. On the college football playoff, which is what it is. It's a playoff. And uh, yeah, three teams in the mix. Who do you have the most beef with? Who do you have the most beef with so far? And our question of the day is up. Gives you a chance to weigh in. Really two of them. Two QODs for you, right? As you get the opportunity to vote here at the Real NWAJB. Which team least deserved its spot in this year's playoff? I'll tell you this much. We are getting votes for all four, all four of them. Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama. Michigan, 15% of the vote. That's a lot for number one. Washington, 10% of the vote. Texas, 30% of the vote. How about them apples? And Alabama, 45% of the vote. For Alabama, that's kind of unbelievable. And then there is the question of who deserved it more. Who should have gotten in? But didn't get it. Quitter vote coming in first few hundred votes. Georgia, 60% of the vote. Wow. And Florida State, 40% of the vote. Okay. If that's what we're going to do here, let's go to the Facebook crew as we continue the conversation. Asking y'all here today, which of the teams that got in deserved it the least and which of the teams that did not get in deserved it more. A lot of responses on the Facebook page. Scotty, Georgia, for sure. Bryce, Georgia, hands down. Uh, Jay, by the committee's logic, I don't I have no idea what that is. Uh, Brandon, Georgia. Michael, what about Ohio State? A lot of Georgia love on the Facebook page for the SEC. Darren goes Florida State. Waylon, Florida State is a better case. Bobby, Power five arguments lead to Florida State. Not sure what that means either. Chris, hard to say. Committee did the best to cut under the circumstances. Tyler, as well, it was a no-win situation. And then as far as the Facebookers on today's question, Chris says, Bama, the SEC should have been the odd conference out this year, given the circumstances they found themselves in. Chris, they all do. Strength to schedule matters an awful lot. Next year, this will allow the undefeated teams to no real big wins to play the bigger teams. Andy, here is the selection committee's criteria. We're getting a lot of novel-esque arguments today. Uh, Brandon, the reality is there's an easy answer. You could have put Florida State in and kept Bama out. But you're not going to keep the SEC out of the playoff, y'all. You're just not going to do that. Charlie, you have plenty of time. Keep Florida State in. 
Make Bama and Texas play for a spot. That's not how it works, Charlie Boy. Clay, all deserve spots, but this was the year that we needed the field expanded. Ain't that the truth? I think that takes us back to the top of the show today. A lot of great responses. Y'all are crushing it. When we come back after a quick timeout, Bobby Swafford, the man, the myth, the legend himself, as the conversation continues. Talking about a high school state championship game right after this. 